0: We're trying to access the identity of Christ. That's our goal. When we connect to the identity of Christ in us, we become hope to the world. We become joy to the world. We become all the things that that he is because he's in us. So this identity theft is more about him stopping the image of Jesus on the planet than it is about us. Hey everyone, welcome to Summit Up, brought to you by the Summit
1: Dover. If religion is giving you more questions than answers, you are in the right place. So sit back, open your mind with us. I'm Kyle Schweitzer and I'm here with
0: Josh All and a man with the answers, Pastor Rob Coburn.
2: Hey, it's a great day to be in the studio again. Yep, also a great day to be outside for once.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a great day to be back.
2: That's right. Yes, and Kyle is back, if you guys didn't catch on to that.
1: Yes, I'm good to be back. Sorry, I missed last week, but I did listen, and I am impressed with uh, Devin and his, uh, his response. Uh, it's amazing. So maybe we talk a little bit about that today, but I, I know that we have something coming up to where we want to discuss uh, uh, identity and how that's going to relate with uh, how we've been talking about our dreams and who we are. So it's, it's exciting.
2: Yep. That's what we're going to push forward with today. But before we jump into all that, I do want to give out just another quick thanks to Devin for coming on last week. Uh, Everything he shared was great. Gave us some really good insights. And I know he's sharing that thing around Las Vegas area out where he's at. So make sure if you're listening to this, you're sharing, commenting, subscribing. Um, We're just, we're really excited that you're listening and we want to continue to bring you this awesome content. (laughs) It's it's so much fun to have
0: guests come on. And so, if you are out there and you want to get on the show and talk about something that we've talked about, our dreams, our our destinies, any of those things, we would love to. Uh, we'd love to have you on and, and have a talk with you. One of these days, we're gonna we're gonna have somebody fill this fourth seat in our studio <laughs> that's gonna be live with us and uh, bring the energy not just through the wires, but uh, bring it in person. So we're looking forward to that.
2: Yep. So if, make sure if you want to reach out, just send us an email at summitupatthesummitdover.org. You can message us on Facebook, um, really any, any way that you can comment in one of the uh, show, uh, show spots. So just make sure you reach out to us if you want to come on the show, whether you want to call in or come into the studio, we'd love to have you.
1: Yeah. And it's good to hear from you because we want to know what's out there and we want to know what we're saying, how it's, how it's hitting you and if it's affecting you or if you have any questions. I mean, again, we may not be a guest, but if you have a question, we'd like to ask the question on air and, and try to see if we can get that answered for you.
0: Because we know that if you have a question, then someone else is thinking the same question. And if you ask it, then we can answer to the best of our ability. Absolutely. Well, I would like to talk about something that we hopefully, some people on have experienced, hopefully most of us have not experienced, and that is identity theft. And uh, some of the statistics that I've been finding and going over, some of them are from 2017, but I wanted to give this, it gives a perspective of identity theft. And the reason why I'm talking about identity theft today and bring it up for a discussion is that I think that we have to know our identity to go after our destiny. And, uh, and so the enemy doesn't want us to know our identity. He, he really, if we don't know our identity, we can't get to our destiny. And so he wants to stop us at the first place. And that is not knowing who we are. And that's evident in the world. In 2017, 6.4% of consumers became victims of identity fraud. That's one in 15 people overall 33 percent of u.s adults have experienced identity theft which is more than twice the global average one in five victims of identity theft have experienced it more than once that's crazy i believe with our identity and what god has called us to do i think we can experience it more than once as well we'll get into that over 1 million children in the u.s were victims of identity theft in 2017 costing families 540 million dollars in out-of-pocket expenses there's a new victim of identity theft every two seconds. That blows my mind. Um, identity theft is one of the most common consequences of data breaches, and exposed consumer records jumped 126 percent in 2018. And this is this is probably the reason for it uh, is to get to get dollars. But I think that the underlying consequence of it is emotional distress is reported by 77.3% of identity theft victims. Man, some tough statistics there about identity theft.
2: Yeah, those are staggering. Kind of giving me a little anxiety just thinking about uh, identity theft here. But the identity theft that you're talking about obviously revolves around currency, money, um, but it very much relates to the same kind of identity theft that um, you wanted to get into with the enemy.
0: Yeah, I think that identity theft is not just rampant in the United States and globally for financial credit cards, all that stuff. I believe that the worst place that we see identity theft is, is that it's rampant inside the church and that we don't know who we are so we can't fulfill the calling that's been placed on our lives and attain our destiny. And so the identity theft, that is, is sinister in the world and, and slowing down economies and all that stuff and costing governments millions and millions and millions of dollars, I believe has cost the church generations of impact because we didn't know who we were. So if you're taking identity and
1: knowing of who you are, and you're coming into the church, and you you believe that you know who you are, and and you believe you know what you're supposed to do. But then, uh, what you're saying is you're co- you're comparing the identity that that's out in the world, but also in a spiritual aspect, Correct. to where the enemy is 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 trying to tell you you're something that you're not, or you don't have something that you're you do have, or so that you're being lied to on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah, and and the the lies of the enemy will come at us in the most obvious forms. And the most obvious form is to let us not know or attach to what God has called us to do. And so that is stripping us of our identity so we don't have the power to go actually do what he's asked us to do. And uh, and so this identity theft, I believe, is, is just rampant in the church because uh, if we knew who we were, then we would not hesitate to do what we're asked to do. I know that many of you have worked in a job and and you've been asked to do things and you've been like, but I don't have the authority to do that, but you're asking me to do that. I may not have the skill to do that, but you're asking me to do that. And there's this big conflict in our minds. And what really needs to happen is we need to know know our identity, know the authority that we've been given as believers, and then walk into the situations that are before us and own them and not hesitate and not worry about, what are people going to think? We just do what we're called to do in every
2: scenario. Yeah. So those, you know, those authorities then that we have, what, what are they? I mean, you know what I mean? How do we know what, what authorities we have been given by God or from God?
0: Well, I think as we, as we decipher the word, there's lots of promises inside the word that help us to understand what that really means. And so like, we are the righteousness of Christ. Christ. Second Corinthians 521, knowing that we are righteous, then the enemy cannot. So being born again, Jesus took our sin, our shame, all that stuff, right? So we're born again, we're righteous. We have the righteousness of Christ. That means that we can walk into situations. And when the enemy tries to take our identity and say, no, you're, you're, you are who you were when you did this thing back in the, at that point in your life, and you say, no, I'm born again now. Jesus took that. We can say, no, we're righteous in Christ. And so that thing doesn't bother me anymore. And he he does that over and over and over. He tries to bring up the past and bring that into our present, which eliminates our acceleration into the future. So we have to stand in our righteousness that
2: comes through Christ to not be distracted by the past. Okay, so the enemy's trying to tie your identity to something that happened in your past, something that, you know, you're ashamed of or something bad or whatever it might be. And that is keeping you from your true identity, which is what you are moving forward. And Kyle, I think that's exactly what we were talking about before the show that Devin brought up last week, right? I mean, that really ties into that.
1: Yeah. Because you're, you're paralyzed by your past. Yep. So you uh, constantly identify with, with which were the things that you did, uh, in the past that may have been a mistake or, or, or something like that. And you're, you're tied to it. And I think pastor Rob, what you're saying is there's a new identity when you become born again, and that, uh, we have to identify with that identity. And, and that is what's bringing, uh, closure to the past mistakes because you no longer are defined by your past. You're divined by the future and
0: destiny that God has written for you. Exactly. And, and having that identity and the knowledge of it is so much power. Uh, if you, if you know, uh, let's take, you know, we do a lot of marketing and different things and it's fun and, and good stuff, but in the system that, you know, uh, you will walk into those meetings with a whole different attitude than walking in if somebody asked you to go do brain surgery tomorrow. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because you know that you have what it takes to get there. And oftentimes as believers, we don't attach to that our identity, our righteousness is in Christ. And so we don't walk into every situation believing that we have what it takes to perform.
1: Well, isn't it because the you're always told that you're not good enough or that you are not worthy of this, you know, cause that, that's how it would stop me from time and time again to move forward or make a decision or put myself out there because well, hell, you know, I, you know, I've hurt people in the past or people know I've messed up and, and what, what would they think of me trying to talk like this and, and talk like, I know what I'm talking about or, you know, like, so how would I, keep disqualifying myself based on my previous identity, because I mean, it's, it's a real thing because, you know, you may not have made closure with that person that you hurt many years ago and may not even have any contact with them, you know? And so that would be a little bit of a anxiety factor for you to, well, you know, I did this stuff and how can I move forward from that?
0: You know, Ephesians four talks about the new man. And when we're talking about our identity, we have to look at what the new man means. I'm going to start in verse 17, go to 24. We don't do a lot of scripture on here, but I'm going to read this because it's really good. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of your mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Before we're born again, we are blind in our heart. Uh, we're, we're blind to the world around us, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness and all uncleanliness and greedliness, okay? But you have not so learned of Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, then here's verse 22. There's a sandwich effect here is verse 22 says that you put off concerning your former conduct. Okay, so the the thing that the enemy wants to bring up from your past that ruins your identity right now is your past conduct, 99% of the time, right? And so it makes us doubt our future or our current power or whatever that comes with it. So verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. So we can all relate to that. Then I'm going to skip down to verse 24. Verse 24 says, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And we just know that 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that we are the righteousness of Christ. So according to God, we are truly righteous and holy in the transformation that comes from being born again. Now, I said there was a sandwich effect. So this is the bottom part of the sandwich. 22 is the top of the part. But how does that actually happen? Verse 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and so knowing our identity happens in our mind, and renewing our mind to what we truly are in Christ. Is that a process? Is that uh, an ongoing saying that you have
1: to do over and over again, or is there is there a point in time where uh, you know you get to the, you get to a point where that old self just kind of has fallen off and is no longer there and is no longer affecting you. Like what, what does a process look like?
0: Well, for me, it's ongoing. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'll get there someday, but I know that I'm consistently renewing my mind, washing my mind with the word. What does the word say about who I am? What does the word say, the Bible, what does this manual for life say to me about who I am? Because when you read through the scripture, you can see, the Old Testament, you can see the New Testament, you can read the red words, and those words are us. They're Christ, but they're us. This is what he's given us access to, and we have to get that through our minds. So when people talk about all the different uh, aspects of Christianity, healing, and and all that stuff, uh, we have to understand that we have access to it through him, but that's not good enough. We have to put off the old thoughts and put on the new thoughts, and that happens in our mind
2: yep i i gotta say whenever um i can't remember exactly when it was back in maybe january february ish you were preaching and you you said you kept repeating over and over change your mind right mm-hmm. and that's what hit me hard too because i thought that's kind of a simple uh thing but i never really thought about it I just change my mind and then you know whenever you keep saying that we are created in God's image. And so, okay, let me think about changing my mind to that thought. So I'm here. I exist. I was created in God's image. So I am like God, I have those authorities here on the earth, but yeah. Okay. I was born into an imperfect world and you know, you're born into sin and then that's just a part of life. That's a part of the world we live in but changing the mind and knowing that okay it doesn't have to be like this i don't have to be strapped to you know sins of my past i don't have to be strapped to these old ways of thinking let's start looking at life a little differently and start thinking about how we can change our minds moving forward
1: and and i want to i want to touch on that the changing part so it's like well how do we change our minds and i want to go back to the theft side of this thing we 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 started with and um, in the scripture pastor Rob that you just read had the word deceived in it and your are deceitful they so the, those types of deceiving things once you can identify those things, you can see when you're being deceived. Now, I want to go back to I I would make it real world here. Okay, so like, if I get an email that says that, uh, you know, your password has changed, you have to click here and, and go on there, that literally makes my stomach Turn upside down because I'm like whoa, whoa 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 wait a minute so like <laughs> like talk about anxiety of the identity theft it freaks me out so when I get in there uh, but once you start researching that and you recognize that no 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 that's a deceiving email you know you want to you know once you start seeing those you're not going to fall for that trick you know, over and over again, because you become more aware of those things that are out to to steal your actual identity. So real world concept going into a spiritual concept, once you can identify those things, that that's where the change uh, can come, where your mind can be renewed,
0: right? Or Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a great perspective of it.
2: Yeah. I and mean, what you said just kind of also made me think too, that you know, I'm sitting here, you know, we talked about these stats for, you know, like financial uh, identity theft and all that. But I feel like as, as, you know, humans, we are way more concerned about our financial identity theft than we are about the identity mm-hmm. theft we're talking about here. Yeah. And, and wow. honestly, if you think about it, your financial identity means nothing if you have, don't have your spiritual identity. What's a
1: good point? I didn't really think about that because I, I, I get absolutely keyed about the whole concept of having my identity stolen. Like my hands starting to sweat just talking. Yeah, and about that's
2: what made right me now. think about it because I thought if we all got that, you know, pent up in our stomachs thinking about our spiritual identity, mm. wow, what, what could we accomplish? Church would be a powerhouse, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, be good.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting that the the things that, that I read there in the beginning that that the old man is susceptible to are all temptations of the enemy. And, uh, and so when we think about the temptations, I want to go to a scripture, Hebrews 4.15 says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but we, was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Jesus walked through these temptations yet without sin. And so we know that it can be accomplished. I am so glad that the the creator of the world came to earth and lived as a man and experienced every temptation that I'm ever going to experience and did it without sin. There is hope in the world that we can endure temptation of the enemy and not sin. You did
1: something. It reminds me, this is bringing it back, where you did a sermon once where you had like a coat rack and you yep. had hooks and you had uh, garments so that you would you take off, put on, and that they would put in front. Can you... Can you kind of well, elaborate? Because yeah. I think it has something to do with it. With does. It
0: does. Yeah. So the enemy wants us to pick up things that Jesus paid for. Okay. That's the whole thing about temptation and the past and all that stuff. So he wants us to pick up the things that that are already paid for. So I hung all the coats on the rack. These are all the sins that we've committed in our life. And when we receive Christ, Jesus comes, takes them off the rack and lays them down. So they no longer clutter our rack anymore. And our rack is completely clear what happens is as we walk through life, the enemy will want us to pick up that piece of garment, whatever the sin, the temptation, the lust, the whatever it is. He wants us to pick that up and put it back on the hooks, right? And the only way that we can not have that happen, we know that Jesus paid for it. And when we repent of sin, then, you know, he washes that away. But what we have to do is take the hooks off of the coat rack so that when we go back to the coat rack, there's no hook of deceit in our mind. There's no hook of corruption in our mind. There's no hook of uh, deception in our mind or lust or whatever it is. And so when you go to hang the sin back on there, it doesn't stick because Jesus took all the hooks off, but he took them off. The only way that they stay off is if we renew our mind because we can go hang it right back on there and we can still walk deceived as believers.
1: I think we're making some breakthrough here a little bit. Let's, mm-hmm. let's hang around this area right now. So we have a coat rack with hooks on it. And the purpose of the coat rack is to hold on to those physical garments, you know, those types of things. That's what, what the purpose of it is. But we have to remove the hooks completely. So when you say remove the hooks, what, what is that? Let, let's define the hook. As part, not the not the stand or the rack that it's on, but define the hook um, that that you can put the garment on.
0: Well, I believe that that whenever we as as pastors, when we preach, our job is to give mental hooks to hang truth on. So we want to give you a concept that you can say, "Oh, truth hangs on that," and it's okay. So what happens before we're born again is that there's hooks there put in by our uh, angry neighbor who says you're a stupid little kid or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, those things are hooks that we hang lies on. Oh, so now, okay. now we believe that we're a stupid little kid. <laughs> so so when we're born again, uh, what happens is all that stuff is taken off. Jesus says, I take it all from you. I, I As far as Jesus is from the West, it says our sins are, are obliterated at that point, right? Uh, and hidden from us. But, but the, the actual thoughts are still in our mind when we're 55, we can still remember, you know, the neighbor Dennis that yelled at us, right. Or whatever it was, we can still remember that. But if we haven't renewed our mind and taken the hooks out and, and allowed the Lord to cleanse all that stuff from us, then when the truth or when the lie comes that you're not good enough or you're stupid, there's nothing to go hang it on because now it's all gone. I've, I've renewed my mind. So what you're saying
1: is, is, we we've talked a lot about of mistakes and sin that we've made, but what about sin that's been made against us too? Because I mean, a hook can be there too. Like I mean, people have been abused. People have been uh, told that they're ugly and stupid, like you said. And then, and if that becomes your identity, it's not something that you've done. It's something that was done to you. that is as well needs to be removed as that hook because that's a, it's the wrong identity and that's not what you are. So I know we talked, we talk a lot about things that we do, but we don't talk a lot about like forgiveness and things that we should have. I mean, that will free us from the hold that the past has.
2: Yeah. And a lot of this, you know, the, the, the idea of change your mind, you know, remove the hooks it, it's, it's really showing that just like any relationship in your life, whether it's with a friend or a spouse or a parent or a child, every relationship is a two-way street. So even your relationship with God, am I right? Pastor Rob is a two-way street. I mean, God is there waiting to, to uh, welcome you and to walk with you. But if you're not going to come to him and walk with him and learn about him, yeah, he is, he, our, help you. he is our help in time of danger, you know, in time of struggle, he's our help, but we have to go there. Right. So whenever you, you know, we have to change our mind, right? Kyle, we're talking about taking those hooks out. I mean, we, at some point we, as, as people have to say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to step up and take a little responsibility and I'm going to start doing what, doing my part to change my mind, to, to remove these hooks. And like you said, then God will wash that away.
0: Yeah. And, and I believe that, that all the, all the iniquity and the sin is gone, but the temptation there is to put it back on because we're conditioned in our mind that we're not good enough or whatever that Mm -hmm. thing is. And so, so that's why, you know, it says put off concerning your former conduct, take the screwdriver to the, to the coat rack, take off the hooks, put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which goes corrupt according to deceitful lust and put on the new man. So when when we look in the mirror, we should be seeing Christ. When the enemy looks at us, he sees Christ. And so when when we need to we need to start embracing that that the enemy can can have me try to pick up things, throw things at us to 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 say here, "Rob, uh, you know, back this year and this this is what you did and da 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 da." da and you need to own that. Well, I'm not putting on that garment cause I've renewed my mind. Yeah. That's in my past. I've confessed that God has washed that over the blood of Jesus. It's all good. Um, but that only comes through the renewing of the spirit of our mind.
2: Yeah. that just, seriously, I just got hit with like a, an aha right here. And you said that when the enemy looks at us, he sees Christ. So if the enemy was looking at us and he saw himself, he'd leave us alone. He wouldn't be so, you know, uh, persistent to pester us and to, uh, drag us down. But since he looks at us and sees Christ, that's how we need to see ourselves. We need to understand that, that concept. I think that he sees the opportunity when he sees Christ in you to,
1: to, to be identity theft,
2: to well, go after, to go after your identity because he sees the opportunity to do that. I and mean, he also sees the necessity to do it Yeah, yeah. because we are in his way <laughs> at that point. No kidding. See, through even listening
0: to this, the enemy is trying to pull on people's minds. Okay. The enemy is trying to do that. And and so we have to understand that the enemy is always gonna be a whisperer. He's he's out there as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He sounds like it. But anyway. Um So, but we have to remember that he doesn't like truth being spoken. So that's why he tries to steal our identity because when we know the truth and we walk in the truth and we're effective against the kingdom of darkness, bringing the kingdom of light, but it's not about any of us. And it's not about you listening today because Satan wants to destroy any connection to Jesus. So, so when he looks at us, he sees Jesus. So he's got to stop that connection. That's his deal. He wants to stop that. And, uh, and so we need to squash the enemy's lie that it's about us. We're trying to access the identity of Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's our goal. If, when we connect to the identity of Christ in us, we become hope to the world. We become joy to the world. We become all the things that, that he is because he's in us. So this identity theft is more about him stopping the image of Jesus on the planet than it is about us about the, about
1: the individual. He Is yeah. that right? It's yeah.
0: about us personally. It's not about Rob. I need to stop Rob. No, he wants to stop Jesus working through me to impact the world. And so as we renew our mind and we get stronger to understanding that the hooks of, and the lies of the enemy won't be as strong.
1: Well, it's like a, it's like a battle. It's a, it's a war it's a spiritual warfare because, I mean, you, you look at the same thing with any, uh, past battles and wars that we had in our world's history. It's like, it's not anything, uh, individual purpose. You're on the other side and that, that is the war. So, and, and you know what I mean? So that's kind of the deal there the powers that be are, are, are fighting. And, um, that's what, just trying to build the army. And if you are, uh, effective uh, That's not a word or I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> effectiveness. Yeah, I think so. I think you're good. Lists. Okay, good. We'll, <laughs> we'll use that. Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> if, if you are rendered useless, let's say that, uh, in, in the battle, uh, then, then that's when you're left alone. You know, I, I think in that point.
0: Yeah. And, it, and the word tells us we do not battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Okay. So we know that, um, I think that we have to one of the things to to just communicate at the end of this episode is that knowing our identity is a key element to finding our purpose. So we've talked about our dreams are the the key to the guidepost to finding our destiny, but you can use destiny purpose interchangeably. But we have to understand that this is a key step in all of that. It's a key step to to know who we are, know who he is in us, because that will unlock so many greater aspects of life than just looking at
2: who we are. Yeah, that's, uh, this identity conversation is one that, I mean, don't worry everybody, we're not wrapping this thing up in one episode, that's for sure, because this is a, a deep concept, it's a deep topic, and we'd really like to hear from you, if you're listening to this, if this is resonating with you. If you feel like your identity has been stolen and I'm not talking about your finances, we're talking about your spiritual identity. If you feel like the enemy is taking that from you, reach out and let us know. You know, we, if you want to come on the show to talk about that, if you just want to send us a message or ask us a question that we can discuss next time, we would love to do that. We'd love to hear from you because we really want to uh, just continue honing in on this concept of identity theft and making sure that we are all uh, as as well-versed as we can possibly be and as well-prepared as we can be to fight back.
1: Well, and Pastor, we, we did maybe, what, eight? Like— Hour sermons on this, yeah. I mean, so we have about eight hours of content that, that we can <laughs> that we can discuss. So for the next
2: fifteen episodes,
1: <laughs> I mean, there's so much. I mean, uh, even this first one we're talking about, there's there's keys that that we haven't even touched on. There's there's Jesus receives his identity as a son, and we can go into that. We can go into Satan tempted Jesus about his own identity, and we can talk about that. So th- there's a lot of concepts that we can go because I believe this is going to equip and. This is kind of the pattern that we've seen here at the summit. It is going to equip you to fulfill that destiny that's that's God has for you. And once you get in touch with your identity, you you find your dreams, and, and that that's when you become uh, effective. You know, you're going to be living out that call on your life, and that's that's the whole purpose of this. And and I, we're going to keep going, and we're going to keep diving in because I'm getting all juiced about it too. So I, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> You can't sit still. No, I can't. I want to keep talking about this stuff yeah. because it is the renewing. It's a process, and and if there's anything that I I love is to to get connected with uh, uh, my true identity and 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 finally let go uh, of the past and what's holding me back.
0: I want to close with this scripture, and I want it to be something that you you actually read every day, that you internalize, that you allow to build your soul your body. I want you to think about this. It comes from second Corinthians 10. It's all about a spiritual war. The first six verses, but I want to start in verse three for though we walk in the flesh, we're all doing that. We're sitting here for though we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. The strongholds are those things that are put in place to stop you from your destiny. So does that mean that we can physically go and do that? No, it means that we rely on God to pull down the strongholds because it's in the supernatural realm, right? Okay. So casting down arguments, the enemy wants to continue to argue with you about what you know your destiny is. He wants to continue to argue with you every day and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity and to the obedience of Christ. This is the renewing of the mind put into practice, the warfare that goes on in our lives every single day. We have a key factor and that is Jesus that allows us to defeat that. If we renew our mind, it says the thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I, it gives us the key to the kingdom right there that we are not battling the, the thing you're dealing with right now, that seems like it's flesh. Maybe it's uh maybe it's COVID, maybe it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Whatever you're dealing with is not really flesh. It's actually a spiritual battle because we do not battle against flesh. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. And so, um, I, I am excited to see what this study on identity will will help people to understand. And as you guys said, if if you got questions, man, reach out to us. You can always come to the summit as soon as we open, which is coming pretty quickly. But uh, so maybe by the time you hear this, we will be open. So go to our Facebook page and look, there'll be a video talking about us reopening. And we, we are... We are doing things according to the best possible practices, uh, but man, we want to get back together and see what God has for this house.
2: Yeah. And make sure you guys are downloading the Summit app because yeah. we you can go back and listen and, and watch video from all of your identity um, sermons that took place you know, a couple months ago. So if you kind of want a sneak preview or you know just a little more information about what we're starting to discuss here on the podcast, there's a great, great resource for you. And we get to sum it up we get to sum it up.
1: (laughs) All right. Awesome.
2: All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. And just, you know, if you're listening, make sure you understand that, uh, change your mind, renew your mind. It's a process. So it's not going to happen for you right away, but you got to start thinking that way and you got to start understanding what we're talking about and we're going to help you get there. So that's it for today. Tune in next time. We will talk to you then. Thanks.